Panoply, Panorama, Panpipe, Pansy, Aha, Pansexual, Knowing No Boundaries of Sex or Gender. Sound interesting? Then join Sally on Sundays at noon for Out of the Pan. All those gender questions making you think too hard? Whether it's transgender, bisexual, polyamorous or beyond, we'll throw those questions into the pan and cook up the answers for you. So go on, push that gender envelope only on 3CR 855 AM digital and 3cr.org.au. Three CR at five five AM three CR digital three cr.org.au and three CR on demand out of the pan with Sally Goldner first broadcasting noon till one on a Sunday afternoon. Thanks for your company. Three CR proudly broadcasts from the lands of the original inhabitants and um, the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation, and we pay respects to elders, past, present, and emerging. And um, also acknowledging our queer elders, including sister girls and brother boys, for their unique contributions to diversity on and around the lands, including, well, up in the high country. Uh, opening up with Lee Kernigan from his very first album back in 1992 um, called The Outback Club. And lots of ways to get in touch with Out of the Pan, a show covering pansexual issues, cooking them all up in the pan, knowing no boundaries of sex, gender or genre. And um, you can do it by looking for the posts on Facebook on my page, Sally Goldner, and also on the 3CR, sorry, Out of the Pan 3CR 855 AM Melbourne page. Um, you can email out of the pan 855 at gmail.com. You can hit the SMS button on 61456751215. You can tweet at Sal Gold said so. And that's the bottom line. Um, and um, yes, get in touch. Um, on the show today, well, um, we'll be broadcasting today the amazing um, story that ended the buy session of, um, a couple of weeks ago at um, um, the buy um, session of the Women's Conference in Melbourne, the Queer Women's Conference. Um, we'll also um, have a chat about it's our question, the question series. Should we um, about we have to work together? And that might sound surprising, but I'll question the question. Stay tuned on that one. In light of that, we've also I'm also going to have a chat about two recent issues um, covering transphobes in media, and also um, the Scarlett Johansson situation playing a trans man. And I admit that I haven't checked the out of the pan email during the week and have just seen an e and there's an email there from Thursday from Melina about this very issue. So I'll try to have a sneak look at that um, as we play the next track um, and stuff and see if I can feed that into the thoughts. Melina, thanks as always for getting in touch via email out of the pan 855 at gmail.com. Um, so, yeah, um, a lot on the program today. Laying it back, um, sometimes it would be nice to get up into the high country and get a breath of fresh air um, out of the, as I call the city, the big smog. Um, no, not, it's not that polluted. It's not Los Angeles or Beijing or something like that. Anyway, um, as I mentioned, uh, a few weeks ago we had the amazing um, buy session at the, well, it's not a few weeks ago, it's only 10 days ago. Life's been a bit more packed than a drag king's trousers over here, but... Um, um, 
wanted to um, talk about and play a bit of this amazing session at the Women's Conference. Um, so just to put the context in place, Ruby Mountford from Melbourne Buy Network um, gave a 15-minute presentation. Rebecca Dominguez from Bisexual Alliance Victoria gave a presentation, both great, although um, acknowledging that I'm a committee member of Buy Alliance. We then had roughly about a oh, 45-minute to an hour panel and then took some questions from the punters in attendance. And, well, um, there was four hands went up. Yours truly was facilitating on the day. And, um, you know, it was quite remarkable that we had three questions and comments, one person feeling like they just can't be in queer spaces, though. A younger bi woman, um, or I'll say identifying under the bi umbrella, to be precise. Um, and um, then couple of questions, and then, lo and behold, um, very last person who got up last, I don't know age, I'll just say older, and, um, you know, it's quite a remarkable scenario, um, she got up and told her story. Well, I better give a hanky warning, because I have to say there were no dry, dry-by eyes on this moderator, facilitator, and there weren't too many dry-by eyes in the house, so... Um, wanted to play the last few minutes of the session um, with this wonderful comment from an older bi woman telling her story. It's just absolutely uh, magnificent. And I'm um, going to line it up now and hit the, the magic buttons. And we'll have a listen to this woman who I'll just, for, until I can get uh, more confirmation, was trying to get in t- wanting to get in touch with her all week. But this happened in a public place, so I won't identify. I'll just say, I'll call the person S for now. Let's have a listen to an amazing bi woman, S, at the um, recent women's queer women's conference here in Melbourne. And we're having a technical hitch, of course, just when you don't want it at the vital moment. Why is that, Sally? Um, I'm not really sure. Um We'll have to try something else. So this is live radio, people of all genders and all sexual orientations. We'll just see if we can bring something else up that might do the job instead. That will do it. Um, So let's go back there. There we go. One other hand go up when I first called. Where was that? Oh, yeah, on the aisle there. Thank you. Hi, mine's more of a comment and a thank you. Um, I don't think ever in my life I've been in a room with um, so many women who've identified as bisexual. I know some of you are lesbians who are just looking for the beautiful talent. But I'm assuming most of you are bisexual. Um, And it's just amazing. And and you're young, and, and I think you're in a much easier environment. I want to thank you because I don't think I've ever heard everything that I felt throughout my adult life. I mean, I've identified as bisexual from an, as an early adult, I just thought I was going to get married and have kids. Uh, but then I fell in love with a woman, and I went, oh, I'm a lesbian. And then realised, actually, I just like people, and I, there's certain people I'm attracted to more. Then I went to Africa for a, a work there for several years, and there's not many self-identified lesbians, particularly in rural Africa. And I fell deeply in love with one woman, and I said, uh, Rosie, have you ever slept with a woman? And she yeah, yeah. I'm a pain with Africa. Um, I said, uh, what about sexually? She said, oh, I've never heard that. Maybe in Harare. 
Um, so then I had to give up. So after three years, I did have a sexual relationship with a man, and um, I took all the, the precautions <coughs> one could do in those days. Um, I, in that relationship ended up with me having a very, very healthy child, and he, he's now 30, living in London. I became a single parent, came back, uh, well, I was back in Melbourne and gave birth, kind of got accepted into the older lesbian community, then I got diagnosed with HIV nearly 30 years ago. And I tell you, that was such a damn taboo. And I've never, I've never, I've never felt so ostracized. And because you, if you've got HIV, it means you, had to, you, know, you must have been a sex worker or a drug user. And it's like, actually, sex workers and drug users in Australia have very, very low risk of HIV. And 10% of lesbians in this country it, last year slept with a man. Um, so it was a very, very hard situation, and I, you, you, like we couldn't almost say call ourselves bisexual because it was such a no-no. So I've called myself lesbian, queer, and much. What, what you've given me today is this ability to go. Uh, I mean, actually, I don't have sex now. Uh, <laughs> I, I even tried out the asexual group so, so, um, I felt so con disconnected to any lesbians in Melbourne. I haven't had a relationship with a woman uh, for, for, for nearly 30 years. And then uh, it was literally 15 years after my diagnosis, I had another relationship with another man. Unfortunately, became, it, it not became, he was a psychopath. Um, <laughs> Fortunately, he died in January, so I can talk about this. Um, and I escaped that quickly. But because I had gone overseas and had this relationship with this person, then came back and then tried to get back involved with older lesbians, I just proved that I was a sellout. So I'm not really asking a question. I'm more wanting to just stay to the end of this. Thank you. My, uh, last week, my young who I thought was a pink, sort of heterosexual, uh, great niece, 14 year old, you know, I just thought she was just pinky, pinky, you know, girly, girly, came and stayed with me for a couple nights and instead she was bisexual. And I was kind of like, God, it must be easier these days. So all I can say to all of you, it's great we've got numbers and we can support each other and um, I think you're going to have an easier time of it than, than women who've gone before you. Thank you all of you for an amazing, I've not been in this situation in my whole life. be the best moment to finish. Bye-bye! <laughs> <laughs> Give a bit two other things though. Before we go to afternoon tea, um, I am Sally Gold, we're available for um, weddings, pagan rituals and bar <laughs> Give it up for our panel. By fives, by awesomeness. One of the I've been doing stuff in our wacky communities for a long time, and that one, well, that's up there as one of the best by moments I've had ever. And lots of other people felt the same. And hopefully, we'll try and get in touch with S um, during the week. Um, it's been interesting at times. It's been really hard to find by seniors, or even say over fifty-five. And we had two people come up that way. And yes, and during the week at another event, someone said, oh, their mum's an old Dubai woman. 
um, would like to tell their story. All of a sudden, we're getting somewhere. Yeah, very, very awesomeness indeed. So there's some awesomeness, some bi-fiving, some awesomeness, and yes, a few soggy eye moments to kick the show off today on Out of the Pan. All right, um, let's have some more Muzak. Um, and actually... I didn't even think that this um, Sally segue here. Didn't even think this one would segue. Um, but in honour of S's story, his hunters and collectors love all over again. In this case, regardless of gender, three CR eight five five AM three CR digital three CR dot org dot au and three CR on demand. Out of the pan with Sally. Vote for your mic. Want to support three CR's diverse and independent voices? Well, it's not too late. And we still need your support. Donate now by calling 9419 or donate online at www.3cr.org.au or post us a cheque or money order to Post Office Box 1277, Collingwood 3066. Vote for your mic. Hi, I'm Rod Quantock and you're listening to... Fill in the dots, you know who you're listening to. Why do I have to tell you who you're listening to? You know who you're listening to. You're listening to, yes, fill in the... 3CR Community Radio, you got it right, you've won a giraffe. Uh, we're at 8.55am, we're on digital radio and streaming at 3cr.org.au. 3CR has been making trouble since 1976 and occasionally I've been part of the trouble that's been made. It's a vital part of our uh, media landscape and I'd encourage you to get a hacksaw, an oxyacetylene torch and go up to the Dandenongs and, and bring down all those broadcast towers that aren't 3CR's towers and let's make 3CR the only source of information to an information-starved, dumbed-down Australian community. Written, authorised and spoken by... By Neil Mitchell. 3CR 855 AM, 3CR Digital, 3CR.org.au, 3CR On Demand. Lots of ways to listen to Out of the Pan, a show covering pansexual issues and all the shows on 3CR. And yes, Neil Mitchell stalking Melbourne. Uh, no, not really. Um, prior to the messages, we heard Forum Hunters and Collectors and um, Love All Over Again, dedicated to S, who spoke up about her journey as an older bi woman, woman in a very impromptu way. There's a good word. Words you don't hear a lot nowadays, impromptu. Um, it's a bit like Sesame Street. Today's show is brought to you by Impromptu. Anyway, let's be impromptu, but also have some planning. Um, we'll be talking, we just heard about the need for a diverse range of media. That will come up in the next segment. But right now, today's question, the question. Also sounds a bit Sesame Street. Um, question the question. Phrases we hear in rainbow communities. And we often hear the phrase, we have to work together. Now, you might think, what's the question about that? Well, first of all, let's go with have to, because that's always a problem. I remember once, you know, words like have to or should or must. I remember discussing something on my Facebook or once a, account, a mental health professional said, there's a word that's banned in my practice and that should. And I think that mental health professional is totally correct. There's really no shoulds. Uh, well, not too many. You know. Sure, thou shalt not murder is probably pretty cool, um, that sort of thing. But you know, apart from thing ba pretty basics like that, there's not too many. So first of all, let's get rid of should and have to. 
Let's also, though, unpack this idea. Where does the idea come from we have to stick together, work together? It comes from a time whereby there were no allies for LGBTI people, and I'll start with LGBTI overall. Um, So we had to stick together. You know, the big bad world out there was totally or overwhelmingly against us, or so it seemed. That needs to be affirmed. That was a horrible time. And for those who are active in the Australian context, I'll overwhelmingly frame this in the Australian context, say in the 1980s and 90s when we were, you know, there was still much criminalisation of consenting um, intimacy, those sorts of things. Um, yeah, it was pretty difficult. And, you know, um, bringing it down to just one part of the rainbow, trans and gender diverse, often trans and gender diverse people, believe and reasonably enough that we've been sold out by elements of gay and lesbian so to buy people and so we should go our own way we shouldn't work together in that sense so that gives us a hint as to where some answers lie the answer is not should we work together it's how do we work together in the best possible ways most effectively respectfully and so on and i think this is really important for too long We've, on a similar note to, you know, we have to work together, is we have to appear to be united. Well, often that is a facade, and overwhelmingly, and I'm almost willing to say, if not totally, that facade has been at the expense of groups like bi and trans, who, for whom, I, as someone who identifies that way, I think I can speak for reasonably well, but also at the expense of others, people with intersex variations, people of colour, people with disabilities, and so on. And so when other people um, speak for other people, cover up problems, and we have to appear united, that's not a good way to work. We have to be united. And how do we achieve it? First of all, we have to ask each other what we all want. And you know, sometimes it would seem that there's no um, conflict of needs between, um, say, lesbian and gay and trans. If trans people want birth certificates that reflect who we are, that doesn't really affect gays and lesbians. It wouldn't be an issue. But sometimes there is differences, so we have to then listen to each other, understand each other's needs, and agree on where we go. So, yeah, we don't always have to work together, but, of course, the other factor, there's a lot more allies nowadays, duh. And, you know, the Postal Survey did say one good thing for all the horrors it was on so many levels and it shouldn't ever have happened, you know, yes, 61.6% of people voting voted yes. Some people might say, well, that means 38.4%. Gosh, I can do maths in my head. I'll never be treasurer. Um, voted no. And that's true. I'd like to look at it in another way. At the start of the postal survey period, the opinion polls were running around 67% yes. If all the dirty, putrid, far right could do with all their dirty putrid kitchen sinks that they threw at us, is take off 5% with all that money, all that media space, and link into the next segment, media bias. If that's all they could do, do we have to be scared anymore? Do we have to tuck trans and buy under a rug and say, you know, oh, they're a bit too different? No, we don't. So we do need to work better together in the future. Better Together was a great conference at the start of this year. It was um, a, a fantastic um, step forward. You know, there needs to be more around the country and they may have had some organisational issues, but the the principle, the values that were put across were right on the button. If there was a problem 
It was the people who needed to be there the most, who needed to listen, shut up, listen and learn, probably weren't. Or if they did listen, they sort of had their hands over their ears going, la, 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 la. So we still have some of these issues. I'm aware of an Australian so-called LGBTI organisation that put out a survey a few months ago and did two things wrong for starters. It, it was about which issues should we prioritise next? And the answer is bloody all of them. I could have saved you the time and effort putting a survey Many bi, trans, intersex people feel very left behind after pouring so much effort into marriage. We can't just do one of them or one issue within. We're going to have to find a way to have multiple platforms. And that comes through shared values and walking the talk on them. It's not just good enough to say um, diversity, respect, inclusivity, equality, and then in our day-to-day process not do it. So there's a, a critical lesson from the Postal Survey and years of our queer history. Um, so that's really important. But the problem is, even if there was a need to prioritise, to my knowledge, there were no people who could claim to represent the bi community and understand the issues, no experts consulted. And, um, you know, you, we shouldn't be pitting bi, trans and intersex against each other in sort of supermarket delicatessen form. We'll serve you first, you just keep waiting. You know, no, it doesn't work that way for human rights. We need to take an intersectional approach. So there's where things need to change. How we work together is we work together in process as well as our intended outcomes with equality. That has to happen and needs to start happening more and needs to happen um, very, very quickly. So there's a framework which will um, hopefully cover the next two segments for today. Coming up next, we'll have a look at Scarlett Johansson, and then actually it'll be in the last segment of the day, have a chat about media, or there could be some, there could be some intersectionality between the two. 3CR, 855 AM, 3CR Digital, 3cr.org.au. Sometimes change can be scary, but it doesn't have to be, but he, um, here's a track for... We'll affirm for those people that change is scary. It could be, in the words of our name, a wall song, freaking you. 3CR, 855 AM, on, you're on out of the pan with Sally. 3CR, 855 AM, 3CR Digital, 3cr.org.au, 3CR On Demand, Out of the Pan um, with Sally. First broadcast on a Sunday afternoon between noon and one and honouring radio, radio pioneers at the time of this first broadcast, right now it's 25 minutes to one because I haven't done a time call in years and I felt like I needed to. I feel better now. Anyway, uh, it is time to discuss the Scarlett Johansson playing a trans man scenario and what's it all about. So um, it's been a big issue for a long time. Who plays, um, we'll say, trans people of whatever affirmed gender identity, Jeffrey Tambor and Transparent, um, Felicity Huffman in Trans America and so on, who plays whom. And, you know, we've got to look at this, I think, the, um, again, in line with questioning the question, let's look at it from a beyond a point of view of acting. Thanks, Melina, for the um, video of um, that you sent me, which was um, incredibly awesome, Um um, from Cassandra James, who plays a trans character in a general hospital, I think that it raises some good points. And certainly trans people don't just want to play trans characters. But as to who does, my issue is, and I'm going to frame it this way, is how we're portrayed. Now I'm going to put it this way, and I can, 
um, you know, sort of, um, I'm someone of Jewish background. Now, there's been a big um, stereotype about Jewish people for years, that Jewish people um, don't spend money, they hoard it, they're stingy, that sort of thing. So let's imagine that for years Jewish characters were portrayed, heaven forbid, with really long pockets out the front of their trousers, dollar bills and a checkbook sticking out. If if you don't know what a checkbook is, Google it or ask your grandparents or something. And really short arms, short arms, long pockets, because you don't dip your hand in your pocket. There would be uproar. Never would have got past the first film. But we continue to portray trans characters in a way that portrays stereotypes. So... To me, I think we do need to go beyond thinking about who's a good actor and who plays what and all that sort of thing. And I think that for a while we certainly need trans women playing trans women and trans men playing trans men and non-binary playing non-binary. And to me, that's important because it's more than just acting. I agree with some of the things Cassandra James said in her video. Yes, trans people don't just want to play trans people. Well, who's saying they have to? So, um, you know, and I'm not saying necessarily, you know, who plays who, you know, should LG, should gay men play gay men? Well, not necessarily. It's a, um, There's enough positivity about gay men now that a straight man or a bisexual man could play a gay man. You know, that's not so much the issue. We're not there with trans and gender diverse, and I think we need accurate portrayals for a while. It's not for me to use the blackface analogy. That would be a misuse of white privilege, in my opinion. I would be interested to hear what people of colour, people of skin colours other than white and similar, um, might think about that. Um, You know, it's up to you. Not for me. I'll be guided by you. It's called being a good ally, I hope. You know, and that links back to the um, the previous segment, who being an ally within the rainbow community, if you don't identify with part of uh, with a particular part of the rainbow, you can't. You have to be guided by those people who do. I may as well bring it in, you know, and in, in a sort of spontaneous mood. This is where the use of the word queer can present challenges. I totally respect everyone's right to identify with whatever label or labels they want to, or including none at all. But when someone says they're queer, and let's say they're assigned male at birth and are comfortable still identifying as male, do they have a right to talk for trans and gender diverse people just because they say they're queer? I've met two people, maybe three in my time, who are, in my opinion, do misuse that, and that's a problem. It can happen. So insincerity is the problem, not the use of the word queer there. So there's some thoughts to really get us rolling. Melina has emailed in. Thanks for tuning in, Melina. Valid points about the far right. Yes, they're not going to go away in a hurry. I um, want to talk about that in the next set, the final segment when we have a chat about media. Um, and um, Milo Yiannopoulos is apparently coming back to Australia for another tour. Oh, heavens, we've just had all the... Lauren, I'm sorry, I'm really bad with names. It's my weak spot. Lauren, the Canadian alt-right blogger, as I think she's called. Very amusing clip um, about she pretended to not not be herself and go around Melbourne asking about, have you heard of this Lauren person? What do you think of her? Expecting to rev people up and most people, Australians, well, I'll use the polite term, we're very adept at spotting phoniness. 
Um, there could be an eight-letter word beginning with B and ending with T, uh, which probably I'd better not mention, even though it's probably allowable. Um, so I'm too old-fashioned. Um, I'll do another time call. It's uh, 20 minutes to one. But um, seriously, um, people saw through it and refused to be sucker-punched, which is really cool. And it's not easy to keep our calm when we're faced with, you know, mock outrage um, from shock jocks and all the rest. I want to talk about that um, in a little while. But, um, you know, we we have to do our best. On the other hand, we don't have to feel guilty about being angry at prejudice either. I'd much rather be accused of being angry at prejudice than be accused of talking prejudice. Hmm. Um, so, yeah, Melina also goes on to say there is a small audience of the far right with extremist ideas that need to be monitored here in Australia Absolutely. Yeah. You know, what is it? Be alert, not alarmed, that sort of thing. Well done to people who did their best to highlight um, the situate on the um, speech on Friday night. Often very tricky thing to do. And hopefully, as far as I could tell, or seemed relatively done in a peaceful way. Um, although I haven't checked in on all the details as yet. Really don't want to. I uh, just think, you know, yeah, again, I want to talk about this in the next segment as well. Anyway, it's going. Anyone would think this show was planned, so I'll save it um, for the next segment. Anyway, yes, keep an eye on the far right. Well done to all the people like Freedom Socialists, Radical Women, many others who put a positive presence in just talking up respect and dignity and those sorts of things. So, um, yeah, um, we'll keep an eye on them, and particularly 3CR proudly standing up for social justice for a whole range of people. Um, more music. Um, well, uh, that could that's hopefully positive, but there could have been a few things that we had to get off our chest, um, in the words of Crowded House from the Woodface album, the one that featured Tim Finn as well as Neil. Um, here's Whispers and Moans. 3CR, 855am, 3CR Digital, 3cr.org.au, 3CR On Demand, Out of the Pan with Sally. Words out. Freedom of species has hit the airwaves. Tune in for debates and updates on both local and international animal protection news and events and learn about how you can live a cruelty-free, sustainable lifestyle. Animales News, views and non-leather shoes. That's Freedom of Species, 1pm Sundays on 3CR. Authorised by the last few remaining kangaroos, Canberra. Like in Canada and in Australia, they cannot discharge tailings directly into the riverways. But in Pogara, they discharge their tailings in the waterways and they kill us and they say it's okay. You are just being killed for trespassing. Subscribe to 3CR, bringing you voices and opinions the mainstream media don't dare touch. They have the exclusive right to extract the mineral below six feet, but that exclusive right does not permit them also to kill people. Who does the killing? The company has uh, specially arranged security forces. Subscribe today. Call 9419 8377. 3CR 855am, 3CR and 3CR On Demand, Out of the Pan with Sally. And yes, Freedom of Species coming up in 12 minutes because for the third and final time today, there'll be a time called 12 minutes to one. Well, um, 
I honestly did not consciously pick that alternative voice promo that you just heard, but it fits in so nicely with what I want to talk about. Um, it's in line with the situation this week where a well-known, um, you know, sort of um, um, Australian um, performing artiste, if you like, has made, yet again, some transphobic comments. I'm not even going to honour that person by naming them. You could probably, um, you know, work out who it is, um, that sort of thing. It's not about naming them, or is it? So this was what I wanted to talk about when we questioned the question today, yet again. Media coverage. Um, In an ideal world, I suppose we'd have something remotely resembling objective quality media, however defined, i.e. something that tries to not just put forward both sides of the debate. I mean, often we're not even at first um, first proverbial home plate on that when it comes to trans issues or if we want to be Australian, stepping up to the wicket, we're not even in there to bat. But if we are, we're grilled um, mercilessly, but people who make what I would consider anti-trans views are not. Um, You know, um, let's try and pull a reasonably moderate one out of the bag. You know, the old um, 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 birth certificates. Um, Trans people should be signed off by a GP. Well, cisgender people don't have to have their birth certificates signed off by a GP at any point in their life. Why should we? You know, that sort of thing isn't mentioned or, you know, some of the more scurrilous allegations, which I won't repeat, come up and they're not challenged. Now, for a long time, I maybe was of the opinion that our own rainbow media shouldn't give mention to anything negative and certainly not call people out. Now, I chose not to name that person who's been in the news this week. I'll give a hint. You can look at Star Observer and probably work out which story I'm talking about. Um, To me, it's just about countering the views because I think a lot of transphobic people are using transphobia as a publicity Uh, means and that means that they're using our lives without our permission so if I mention who that person is I'm playing their game and I'm not going to but as I said in an ideal world media would be balanced in how much coverage time space it gives etc to both view both views or all views Um, let's not be binary and then grill people and support people in equal balance the reality is it doesn't um, you know, we heard from Rod Quantock earlier, we heard the Alternative Voices promo, um, that that's what we're here for. So when you have so much commercial media that is often outright transphobic, doesn't make the effort, all the rest of it, then sorry, we've got to have voices that um, counter the transphobia um, and give an overall balance. So I don't have a problem with that. There might be different ways we do it, you know, in line with how we work together. One point I forgot to mention is it's not whether we agree or disagree or whether we're united, it's how we agree to disagree. And I think that's really important. So I didn't, as I say, didn't agree with everything Cassandra James said about who plays whom in acting, but I can see that there's reason and, um, you know, a fair and authenticity behind what she said. So that's pretty fair. Um, so, yeah, um, we go with that. Really interesting um, in the last few days in my bulletin, and I'll mention a pretty good media outlet, The Guardian. Um, I do get their daily summary. Um, there's an article about a show that's appearing on SBS. It's, at, it's on SBS On Demand. So Guardian, SBS, good media. The last parrot, it's about a show called The Fourth Estate, which is how the New York Times is dealing with Mr. Potus. And the last paragraph of this article um, 
probably couldn't have come in and couldn't have been more serendipitous. Amid attacks on the Australian public broadcaster by politicians and right-wing commentators plus job losses in the newsrooms across the country, the public, as we've seen at the ABC rallies, hope you got in last week, Melina, let me know, um, because it was a packed house down here in Melbourne with people streaming around the corner from the Melbourne Town Hall. That's not in this article. I should have said end quote marks for a minute. Um, As we've seen at the ABC rallies, begin quote again, is pushing back as they should. If the fourth estate shows us anything, it's that a healthy media one that works relentlessly hard, often in the face of attacks by the government, means a healthy democracy, end quote. Couldn't. Um, I think that's pretty cool. Um, so, yeah, 3CR exists here to give alternative voices and alternative voices within rainbow communities, no question. Haven't forgotten why this show started here when I used to be on another um, community radio station, and we'll still do it. We might just do it in a way that evolves. Um you know, some mainstream media, of course, is good. Molina's um, emailed in. You have a mainstream show like The Project where the always erudite and intellectual Wally Daly takes on our Prime Minister and takes our Prime Minister to task over racial stereotypes with African gangs. I'm now, by the way, going to put any time I have to write African gangs, I'm going to put a, the old sick in brackets, S-I-C after it. That's what it is, but I don't like it sort of thing um, because I think we need to do that because I think... The African gang thing is a myth, and when it comes to violent crime, um, funny how right-wingers don't really talk about how trans people are 12 times more likely to be assaulted than the broader population. Not enough votes in it, perhaps? Hmm. All right. Um, Probably better do the disclaimer. This show is my own personal opinion and not those of any organisation with which I may be associated. Um, Anyway, lots of things happening in the community just before we um, head out for today. Um, trans men, the shed is happening as it does on the fourth Sunday of each month. Watch for those wacky five Sunday in a month months. Um, bad, bad calendar design. I don't know why couldn't we've had 360 days, etc. But the shed is on this afternoon if you're listening live, um, as it is always in on is on the fourth Sunday of the month. Check out transshedboys.com for more info. Um, the bees buzz in this week at Carlton, 7.15 for 7.30. You can bring food in um, for the Buy Discussion Group run by Bisexual Alliance Victoria. Um, Money Penny Treasurer disclosure that I'm here. Um, Bent TV, happily rolling along. Um, get some audio media as well. Um, and next Saturday um, is the Trans Anxiety Group in the morning at Carlton and... For family members of trans people, and that's family in the broadest sense of the word, parents, partners, siblings, grandparents, nibblings, and um, piblings, and so on, trans family, um, be there just before two um, to come along. And Polly Vic on the last Sunday of the month, the 29th. So lots happening over the next three, few, um, week or so, covering the diversity of our awesome communities. I'd better hop out of here and make way for Freedom of Species, starting at one o'clock. Um, if you're listening live, that's I think I've done the time, caught up on all my missed time calls. I feel like my nostalgia is sorted now. Um, thanks, Melina, for um, all your comments today. Thanks if you've um, listened in um, to people of all genders. And um, take it out today. Um, well, I had a lot to say. Here to finish us up is a short note from... Um, the album of that name by the band Matt Finish from the early 80s, originally released in 1981. Thanks for tuning in to Out of the Pan. I'm Sally Goldner. Catch ya next week.
You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.